Let's take a moment and give him praise today, shall we? We worship you. We give you praise. For you're worthy of our praise. Worthy of our praise. For you and you alone are worthy. There is none other from whom all blessings flow. That speaks of your worthiness. You're the great physician. That speaks of your worthiness. You're the mountain mover, the door opener, the problem solver, the forgiver of sin. You and you alone qualify. Your worthiness, your worthiness demands that I praise him. How many want to praise him again? Is he that present help in time of need? He's a God that knows what things we have need of before we ask. That speaks loud and clear of his worthiness. My, what a presence of the Lord in this place. What a wonderful, wonderful group of people today gathered on a Sunday morning. And we could leave right now. We're not going to, sorry for the bad news, but we could leave right now and say it has been good. To have been in the house of the Lord. I could leave right now full. Maybe not complete, but full. And uh, I believe God has brought us to this point today for the word of the Lord. You know, the first part of a service is called the preliminaries, but never forget preliminaries are never secondary. They do play a vital role. They are important. All of the singing, the worship, the music helps create the climate that we're enjoying even right now. And it brings us to a place where we can respond and readily receive the word of the Lord. And and I don't want to just be emotionally stimulated today. I want to be spiritually connected. And it is possible to be emotionally stimulated and not be spiritually connected. And, uh, but I believe there's some of the both going on in this house. We're emotional because we are spiritually connected. I, your pastor got the microphone, and I, I begin to wonder who spiked the water. Amen. Well, we, we know the answer to that. The water's good. Uh, it's the Holy Ghost. It's that new wine that he's been enjoying and we all are enjoying today. In the book of Luke chapter 5, it's an honor to be here today. Luke chapter 5, verse 17, then I will read from Luke chapter 4 and verse 40. Isaiah 53 and 1 verse, verse 5. This sounds like a lot of reading, but it is not. Luke chapter 5, verse 17, it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Luke 4, verse 40. Now when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with diver diseases brought them unto him, and he lay his hands on every one of them and healed them. Isaiah 53 and 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah said, with his stripes, we are healed. 
Isaiah was saying, we are healed because of his stripes, because of his wounds. And I want to preach for a few minutes today because of his stripes. Because of his stripes. I still believe there remains a healing bomb in Gilead. The church today. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Isaiah chapter 53 has been called the John 3.16 of the Old Testament. In fact, 700 years before Jesus Christ was born, Isaiah prophesied the coming Messiah would bear both the sins and the iniquities of man. And through his sacrifice, we would be healed both spiritually and physically. How many is thankful today that there is healing for the body? But there is also healing for the soul. Not just healing for the soul, but yes, healing for the body. Isaiah saw Jesus as the Lamb of God slain. In fact, truer words have never been spoken by mere mortals than when John the Baptist introduced Jesus. He announces to the crowd, Behold the Lamb of God. Let us never forget that Jesus, yes, was our substitute, our replacement. He willingly on his own volition laid down his life and experienced death for us all. Jesus suffered vicariously. Death by crucifixion in every sense of the word was excruciating. It was designed for maximum pain and minimal blood loss for the sole purpose of extending the pain and suffering. It was Paul who put it this way, for Christ also suffered once for sin, the righteous for the unrighteous. I want to preach today that we must never forget that Jesus took our place. He took my place. He took your place. The righteous for the unrighteous. The just for the unjust. Yes, the innocent for the guilty. The perfect for the corrupt. The holy one for an unholy people. The sinless for the sinful. He who knew no sin was made sin for us. He had no personal sin to pay for. So his death paid for our sins. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against us. Nailing it to his cross. The debt of sin, guilt, and condemnation that was against every one of us. I preach to you today and remind us that it has been taken away because of his death on the cross. He paid a debt he did not owe. We owed a debt that we could not pay. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Before I go any further in the message today, I think we ought to pause and celebrate the price, the accomplishment, the debt that was paid at Calvary's cruel cross. Because he died, I can live. And we give praise today for the atonement, the work, the accomplishment of Calvary in Jesus' name. I'll remind us again, he paid a debt that he did not owe. And yes, we owed a debt that we could not pay. Yes, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
He stood in our place. Isaiah said he bore our punishment. He bore our grief. He carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed, meaning bruised, for our iniquities. Jesus Christ received a chastisement that brought you and I peace. He took upon himself the iniquity of us all. He bore our condemnation and he purchased our healing. I want to repeat that statement. He purchased our healing because of His stripes. All of this truth is summed up in those words. With His stripes, we are healed. In other words, because of His stripes. The word healed in both Hebrew and Greek means spiritual, yes, and physical healing. If you need healing today, I have come not with good news. I have come with great news. News flash. It's already paid for. I'll go a little further. It has been paid in full. There is no remaining balance. Your healing, your breakthrough, your deliverance, your redemption, your salvation has already been paid for and is paid in full. All you've got to do is ask in faith, believing, and it will be released to you. I come against every spirit of cynicism, every spirit of doubt and skepticism that says, but what if it doesn't work? I've come to preach to you it works because it has worked. It is working. It will continue to work. With His stripes, we are healed. Not future tense. We are healed. In the present tense. Every disease. Every affliction, every infirmity, every weakness. Can you say amen? amen? It's paid in full. The power of the Lord to heal remains valid. I do not serve a God that is decrepit. A God that's weak. A God that can no longer do what He used to do. But He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what he was, he remains today and will continue to be tomorrow. In fact, let me just preach somebody into a dimension of healing today and tell you that your next moment, there will be introduced to you and released to you healing bomb, a breakthrough, an answer, a deliverance, a word, a direction. Because healing is not just limited to physical maladies. But I've come to tell you, He covers it all. Every base, every situation, every problem, every area of your life, there is healing. If you've come today and you're well and you're strong and you're healthy, you may just want to take a nap. You may want to endure the rest of the preaching. But to the weak the despaired, to the discouraged, the disheartened, to those living under a diagnosis, a prognosis that is certainly not favorable. I've come to preach to you there's good news. And I'm going to sound the alarm today. 
and tell you in the Holy Ghost, I'm going to go out, I'm going to speak it by faith. I'm going to get way out on the limb and tell somebody that's dealing with a health crisis in your life that before this service is over, God is about to turn it around. He's about to release to to somebody strength that's suffering from a weakness. Healing where somebody is suffering from a sickness. Because of his stripes. Not because I preach it. Not because I'm telling you. But because of his stripes. You may be seated. The good news is. And I repeat. It's already paid for. You don't have to bargain with God. You don't have to sit down and negotiate. You don't have to strike a deal. You don't have to convince God. You don't have to talk him into anything. Honey, he's way ahead of us. He said, come on. I've been waiting on you. I'll lead you beside still waters. I'll restore your soul. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I've come to tell somebody with a disease, with an affliction, with an infirmity, God is with you. And the God that is with you wants you to believe that he is in you. And he is getting ready to release to you the healing, the answer, the deliverance, the breakthrough. There remains healing in this house. To the sick, to the diseased, the afflicted, there remains a healing balm in Gilead. Healing for the mind, the body. And the soul. Somebody said, well, I've got two out of the three. Well, probably go ahead and be honest. Three out of three. The mind. I'm talking about emotions. The body. And the spirit. I wish somebody would stand up right now and say, I could use all three. A healing in all three areas. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not shy. I'm not intimidated. I'm not worried about somebody's opinion. I'm not concerned about somebody's attitude toward me. I'm just going to go ahead and take it to Jesus. I don't care who hears me. I don't care what they leave saying about me. The only thing that matters, I'm ready to connect in faith and believe that God is about to release release some radical, unbelievable, dynamic changes into my life. Anybody tired of those anxiety attacks? Anybody sick and tired of that unnecessary worry? That Well, go ahead and be seated. Claim it in Jesus' name. You're tired of those panic attacks? Even this morning, I know what I feel. Somebody got up this morning short of breath. Dealing with shortness of breath. You ought to see God can reveal it. God wants to heal it. You ought to stand to your feet right now and say that's relegated to the past. Because of his stripes, God has healed me already in this service. And there will be no more shortness of breath. If we believe one-third of what is preached to us, honey, that'd be some good reports. That'd be some praise reports. Somebody would leave with a testimony. I didn't just hear a message. I got a miracle. 
No, the miracle will never trump the message. But honey, where there's a message, there needs to be a miracle. Where there's a word preached, there needs to be a wonder. If we're going to preach healing, I believe we're going to experience some healing. I'm not preaching about something that might happen. Something that if we're lucky will happen. It's going to happen Monday night. You don't want to miss, no. I'm here to tell you it's happening today. Because of his stripes, to me, are some of the most inspiring, encouraging, exhilarating words in all of the Holy Bible. Why? Because it gives hope and promise to every person dealing with health issues. I'll go a little further. Life problems. Because this promise of healing is not just limited to physical maladies, health issues. But it also, I believe, covers and extends to what I call life issues. Because Jesus gladly and willingly bared his back to the smiters at the whipping post that day. And because of those stripes, there can and will be a complete eradication of sickness and disease because of his stripes. I preach to you today and I take authority right now over the spirit of infirmity. And I say because of the word that is being preached and faith that is in this house, the back of affliction in your home is about to be broken. The back of affliction in this church is about to be eradicated. You've been in a season of sickness long enough. You've been in a season of suffering long enough. I've come to tell you we're about to transition from a season of sickness into a season of health. If we can run when we sing, somebody ought to run to the word of the Lord that says with his stripes, because of his stripes, I am being healed right now. God is performing surgery on me even as we speak. If by chance somebody's here who falls into the category of, well, seeing is believing. You may miss your moment. Holy Ghost people, we turn that around. Believing is seeing. So if I believe long enough, eventually there will be something to report. There will be a manifestation. It will materialize. It will develop. It will become a reality. The very thing that I speak. The very thing that I pray. The very thing that I believe. It's just a matter of time, Brother Troy, until it's going to happen. Because of his stripes, the back of affliction is being broken. That there is a cure because of his stripes. There is a remedy. There is a hope to make whole the sick, the disease. I'll go a little further. The lowly and yes, the lost. 
if Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and if in Him there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning, then I believe that what He did in Luke chapter 5, He is doing today. The same power that was present to heal them is present to heal us. The same power that was there is here. The same power that absolutely filled that house is feeling this house. One man left healed because the Bible says when Jesus saw their faith, your miracle today is not predicated on how much money you have, how good you're dressed. It's not predicated on culture. It's not predicated on tradition. It's not predicated on the fact, well, I'm a Pentecostal. And it's not even predicated on the fact that you're here. A lot of people go to church, but only one man left that day healed. They're standing room only. The house is full. And yet one man left healed because he had faith. So today, if you will just choose to believe, you said it well. Faith sometimes is nothing more, nothing less than a chance, a risk. Well, what if I lift my hand and I don't feel anything? What if you lift your hand and you do feel something? What if I pray and it doesn't happen? What if you pray and it does happen? I'll go a little further. You don't have to have perfect faith to get a miracle. One man approached Jesus and he recognized his own inadequacies. He recognized his own deficiencies. And he said, Lord, help me. Help thou my unbelief. I don't have it all together. I'm not as strong in faith as I ought to be. Would you help me? The Lord answered his prayer. He didn't penalize him on a technicality because he didn't have perfect faith. I tell you, and here's a revelation we need. The first step toward a miracle is transparency. Honesty. We need to come clean with ourselves and clean with everybody else. I don't have it all together. I'm not on the mountain. I've got some issues. I've got some shortcomings. I've got some deficiencies. But God is going to help me. We need to be honest. Many times... The way we project ourselves is, is a far cry from the truth. The way you carry yourselves and the vibes you put out sometimes. But if they could see just beneath the surface, the raging tempest, the storm that is raging in your life. Just be honest with the Lord and say, help me. I got news for you. He's there. Before you can ever clear your throat, before you can ever get the words out of your mouth, He's there because He's a present help in time of trouble. I've come to preach to us we don't have to have great faith. Did He not answer their prayer and calm the storm after He rebuked them? Oh, ye of... <laughs> He calms a storm and all they've got is a little faith. What's he going to do when we have great faith? Or more faith? Amen. Say what you want to. He rebuked the disciples. And you can say, oh, just a bunch of scaredy cats, you know. 
they shouldn't have been afraid. No, here's a revelation. In their fear, in their worry, in their anxiety, in their crisis, they knew who to wake up. They took the problem to the only one that could solve the problem. Hello? So in your fear, in your worry, in your uncertainty, when maybe you don't have the confidence and the faith that you need, by taking it to the Lord, that's exercising a faith and a confidence. I can't do it, but I know you can. I can't fix this, but you can. I can't calm the stormy sea, but you can. One fellow said, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And the Lord said, I will. They knew where to go and who to take the problem to. That is a type of faith and confidence. In fact, Lazarus, when he's resurrected, there's no indication whatsoever that faith was present. I'll just about debate anybody, and I'm not a debater. There's not a, they're boohooing, they're crying, Lazarus is dead. Lord, don't move the stone, but now he smells, there's a stink. They had faith in tomorrow. He's going to rise in the last day resurrection. They had four days ago faith. Had you been here, you could have stopped this. You could have healed our brother. But there's no indication that any faith is present. And yet now faith is. Here's what Jesus did. Here's how he works. He took one act of obedience and transferred it into faith. He said, move the stone. And it took work and it took obedience and a a little bit of faith, I guess, to break the seal on the stone and roll it out of the way. And even though faith was not present and they were not expecting a resurrection, by the fact that they were obedient, even when they did not comprehend, when they did not understand what was about to happen or if anything would happen, the fact that they were willing, the fact that they were obedient, a miracle takes place so I don't have to have great faith I'm trying to have faith for some of you and it's a stretch it's tough well I got your attention anyway boy we need a mirror to hold up somebody said I've got great faith no you look constipated this morning my wife's not here so I ain't got to be diplomatic and She'd get on to me if she heard me say that word. But she didn't hear it, and y'all better not tell her. You know, it looks. It's like somebody said, I just got the joy of the Lord, and I want to say, well, then, when are you going to notify your face? Your face needs to catch up with the rest of you. Hello? I, I, I know there's faith in this house. But it doesn't have to be great faith. Amen? Because of His stripes. Lazarus walks out, responding to the voice of Jesus, come forth, because they were willing and they were obedient. And the fact that you're here today proves your obedience to the Word of God. And you have been divinely positioned. You have been set up for a miracle. The fact that you're, well, I just decided to come. Who put that thought in your mind? God is at work. He's at play in your life. And maybe you're not even fully aware of it or cognizant of it, but I got news for you right now. Because of His stripes, sickness, 
is being broken. Lift your hands and give him praise right now. Uh, there's healing. That mountain of sickness is being removed. It's not heresy. It's not a deranged mentality. It's not a pipe dream or misplaced faith. Sis, you're already standing. Lift your hands and let God finish the work. <laughs> All I know is what the Holy Ghost is saying. From this day forward, walk in wholeness, walk in healing power. Strength made whole in Jesus' name. No more pain. No more complications. In Jesus' name. Anybody believing for a miracle today? A healing? A breakthrough? A deliverance? You're one touch away. One prayer away. One faith away. Medical science says that every cell in our body, every seven years, renews. Every seven years. I'm going to tell you right now, the renewer is in the house. Let me preach to somebody right now. Every cell that was destroyed during your season of reveling, during your season of drug abuse. They say cigarette smoking kills cells. Preaching to some folks right now. And you're worried about your mind. God's forgiven you and you're on the right side and you're living for God, but yet you're having trouble concentrating and thinking and you forget and you're not supposed to be experiencing that at your age. I'm here to tell I'm in the Holy Ghost. I'm here to tell you right now, God is going to restore every sale lost to you. Don't tell me it cannot happen. Don't tell me that it has not happened. I'm telling you right now, lift your voice and say, I claim my healing. He's healing my mind. Every cell is being restored that has been lost. Woo. And just to think, he's the same now as he was when he walked this earth. No less compassionate, no less sympathetic, caring. You ever been to a doctor that just didn't really seem to care? Amen. Right, it's just, it's just all business, you know. They're just in and out, and they don't seem to really have that personal touch. And you just, you know, just you, you, you pick up on it. Just want to run you through like cattle, pay on your way out. Hello, it's all about that. But he's not that way. The great physician is here, and he cares. And the thing about it, he makes house calls, and he's no less sympathetic now. No more, but no less, because he's the same. No less sympathetic toward human needs, human suffering. I'm preaching to people that's suffering today in your body. And I know that's true every time you come. You ain't got to be here, whether you're at town or wherever. There's just chronic pain and all kind of problems going on. But I'm here to tell you that your chances have never been better. But why? Because there's a faith climate. 
It may not be your faith. It may be somebody else's faith. And when the gift of faith is in operation like it is here today, you can benefit. I've been in services, had chronic pain in my left elbow, my radius that I've broke twice. twice when I, Once when I was 6 and once when I was 11. And I was 26 years old and had chronic pain, arthritis set up in my left. And I was just up all night, just hurting, hurting. Finally, I'm stubborn and hard-headed. I finally went to the doctor. And he examined it and he said, oh, we got a problem here. Arthritis has attacked that area at your age. You're in for a lifetime of misery and hurt and, and all of this. And, but you know what? I was in a service not long after that. And I was a visitor. And the preacher, I'm sitting back here. The preacher over here prays for a lady. And when he prayed for her, the pain immediately stopped in my elbow. And I was 26 then, and that's been just a few years ago. Did you turn the big 6-0 while I've been gone? Didn't That's right. I'll catch up in May. So it's been a few years ago, 26. But I've never had any problem with that elbow since. I went to the preacher. I said, something happened. You prayed for that lady and God healed my elbow. He said, that's how the gifts of faith works. And the working of miracles. While somebody over here is asking, somebody else over here may be receiving. Why? Because of faith in the house. Anybody interested in a touch today? Anybody interested in a miracle of healing? No less compassionate and sympathetic than he was 2,000 years ago. And we do have a high priest that is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. His power and compassion knows no limits. He's not restricted to any time, place, or person. He went everywhere healing the sick from the green hill slopes of Galilee by the seashore in the synagogue in every village in every city healing the sick. My Bible said He sent His Word and healed them all and as many as were touched. Notice the writing. We're made perfectly whole. Woo! Anybody got that kind of faith today? That God's going to fix everything wrong with you? I know some of you ain't got anything wrong with you. You were born perfect. You come out of your mother's womb talking in tongues. Not really. I hadn't read but one that was filled with the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb. And that was John the Baptist. And Jesus said, born of woman, there's no, none greater than John. But John said, I'm not the light. I am one that has come to bear witness of the light. I'm not the Messiah. I am the forerunner. I have come to introduce to you. He's finally here. Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. I'm glad Calvary, the atonement, it makes possible for you and I to be forgiven, for us to be saved. But I'm also glad the work also includes with His stripes I'm healed also physically. Can I preach just a few more minutes? You go ahead and get your healing while I'm preaching. That's right. It's, it's biblical. For people to get the Holy Ghost while we're preaching. 
While Peter yet spake the word, the Holy Ghost fell on those that heard the word. You ain't got to wait for the altar call. You ain't got to wait to come up here to find God. God knows right where you are. In fact, He's right there where you are. 12,000 diseases worldwide. That's a lot of diseases. 150,000 people die every day worldwide due to some form of sickness and disease. So it's universal. Human suffering is real. It's universal. And it's here. Because of His stripes. However, somebody's story is about to change. Amen? Somebody is about to not only experience a healing, an improvement, an adjustment, but being made completely whole by the power of God. So 45% of the United States population has at least one chronic disease. Because according to the statistics, 133 million Americans suffer at least one chronic disease. And for some of you, that'd be a good day. One problem. One, one, well, I'm hurting over here. No, for some here and here and here and everywhere. And for some of you, it's not just one idiot in your family. You got several. Pardon the language, which is something I said. I'll dress it up. Drama, king or queen. Hello? Everything's normal till they show up. Have a reunion get together and they pull up and said, Oh no, they're here. And everything changes. Hello? We're not like the one fellow who the Lord said, Thou lackest one thing. No, there's a combination. Of life problems and issues. Amen. Anybody got a headache? Raise your hand if you got a headache in the house. Right now you got, you're suffering a headache. I knew you were a little subdued for, for you. I said he either don't like me anymore or he's sick. No, I, I had a feeling you was a little under the weather. A lot of people. Anybody got upset stomach? Anybody got pain in your body? Sure. Hello. We admit it, and, and, and I'm there too, because we all admit it, but it's not the will of God that we stop there. I know we don't just flip a switch and God doesn't work for us, we work for Him. You don't twist God's arm, you don't make God do anything, but God is a God of principle. While He is no respecter of persons, He is a respecter of principle. And he said, ask, and you shall receive. Brother Randy, you've got chronic, you, you've told me, it's, the Holy Ghost ain't telling me, you've told me many times about the chronic pain in your body. I want you to stand to your feet right now. And God has touched you in the past, and you've got better, but it's come back. I want you to lift your hands, and I want this church to pray with the evangelist and with Brother Randy that God is about to take the pain, and this time it will not return. In spite of what the doctor says, well, you're just going to have this problem. You got this, that, and the other, and it's always going to be that way. In the name of Jesus, I pray against this chronic pain to leave his body and never return again. In Jesus' name, for your glory. In Jesus' name. 
I could preach more, but I want us all to just stand right now. I feel healing in this house. I feel faith in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't just need a good message. And I thank God for the message because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. But now that we have heard the word, it's time to mix the word with faith. My Bible says that the word profited them nothing. Why? Because not being mixed with faith. But if it's mixed with faith, will create a divine explosion. Woo. Musicians, if you'll come on, begin to play something. I'm excited for somebody that's about to be healed. Somebody that's about to be delivered. Somebody that's about to be set free. Somebody that's about to experience a breakthrough. Hey, I'm not waiting for Sunday night. I say the waters are troubled today. I say step in, take advantage now. I was preaching in North Mississippi a few services ago and was just preaching and I stopped. This young man and his wife sitting on the first seat. And I said, brother, I want you to stand. I walked over to him and prayed for him. I said, God's going to heal your back condition. I felt a severe back condition. I said, it's been chronic. It's been perpetual. It's been protractive. You've dealt with this. But God is going to heal you. And I said, I want you just to walk back and forth. As he began to walk back and forth, he started giving God praise. Into the service, the pastor closing the service said, Brother Sanford doesn't even know this guy. But let me tell you a little history about the fellow that he ministered to and prayed for. He said, there's been like one year at a time that that man has been bound, not even able to stand, not able to walk in a wheelchair, multiple back surgeries. I didn't know that, but God knew that. And the Lord gave him a mighty touch that night, a healing in his body. So I'm telling you, never just pass it off and take it lightly when the Lord chooses to reveal. And whether he reveals it to the evangelists or not, you know. <laughs> and he knows. And that's all, that's a winning combination. That's a necessary ingredient for your miracle. Take somebody by the hand. It says they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You don't have to be a preacher, a pastor, a teacher, an evangelist, a musician. You don't have to be the head of some department in the church. If your spirit feel, Holy Ghost feel, you can lay hands. These signs will follow those that believe. Come on. It's time to trust God. Quit trusting your flesh. Quit trusting your own reasoning ability. It's not rational. It's not practical. 
You don't know what the doctors have said. You don't know what the x-ray has revealed. You don't know what the blood test is saying. I'm telling you, in spite of all that, I choose to believe this is your day. I wish somebody would step out and come stand around this altar, lift their hands and start giving God praise for the healing in their body. It's here. And if you need healing emotionally, if you need healing spiritually, it's here. Sis, let me tell you, the very thing that's come against you that was to pull you down, God said, I'm against it. And he said, it's about to be removed in Jesus' name. Nayada, give him praise. Clear blue skies breaking through the dark ominous clouds. Clear sailing in the name of the Lord. The steps are ordered of the Lord. Because of his stripes, there's deliverance. You know, we try sometimes to complicate faith. I may have told this here. This is just minor. But I've never forgot as a 16-year-old sitting and talking to Uncle Amos Smith, my great uncle, who was a retired minister. I'd, I'd ride my bike over there and I'd visit for hours and he'd talk about the old Brush Arbor days and miracles and healing. We were talking one day and he noticed, he said, he said, what's that on your wrist? I said, you talking about this? He said, yeah. I said, that's just a big wart. Had a big old wart. He said, do you believe the Lord can heal that? I said, yeah, he, he can do anything. He said, come here, let me pray for you. He took that big old thumb, he was a big fella. Took that big old thumb, put it right there on that ward, and here, here, here's his prayer now. Oh God. Oh God. I'm asking you in Jesus' name. Take away this wart. That's all he said. And he looked at me and said, It'll be gone in the morning. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, right. Okay, yeah. It wasn't my faith. Hello? He didn't hesitate. He said, it'll be gone in the morning. He didn't say, God's going to do it. Don't worry about it. He said, in the morning. And I woke up in the morning. And I looked. And it was gone. And it's still gone. That's a simple analogy, illustration. But yet, it's, it's major, it's monumental, it's a miracle. But God, see, at a teenager, God was teaching me some lessons. Building my faith. Amen. That He can take care of the little things. And He can take care of the big things. Because I had a brother at the point of death. Tubes running everywhere. He was 17. I was 18. And they didn't know what was wrong with him. 
just unconscious and just deteriorating. And I went to my home church and prayed that night. I said, Lord, you can do anything. And I prayed and I prayed. And I had a breakthrough in prayer that night. And I felt it when God healed him. Told my parents early the next morning. I said, God healed him last night. Not being arrogant. I just had one of those moments I knew. I said, in just a few minutes, he's going to wake up. I've always been weird. (laughs) And I said, because God's healed him. In just a few minutes, he opened his eyes and sat up and started pulling tubes out. And he said, I'm hungry. Somebody go get me a hamburger. He went home that evening and never had another problem with that. Because God, one year before, said, I can take care of a wart. Now we're going to move on to bigger things. Now, let's test your faith. And I had to stay there a while. But I was willing to go a little further. And then a little further and finally kept praying until I broke through. And I felt it when God healed him. Somebody needs to ask again. Take somebody by the hand again and lift it toward heaven. And say, this is your day for your healing. I feel healing in this house. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. It's going to be different this time because it's going to be gone this time. The oppression, the heaviness, the depression, the worry, the stress, the anxiety, the hopelessness that you feel every day. Those destructive forces that try to influence you are about to be gone. Healing for the mind, the body, the soul, the spirit with his stripes because of his stripes we are healed I watched a man as they wheeled him pushed him in a wheelchair up unable to walk we prayed I said we me and others prayed and he got out of that wheelchair and that church was probably three times wider than this one and I watched that man get out of the wheelchair and on his own power really another power I watched him walk across to this side of the church and back And then twice, healed by the power of God. I say God wants to prove to you that he is the healer. Would you turn to somebody right now and tell them because of his stripes, God is healing you. Would you step over a little bit and tell somebody else that? 
Would you walk back toward somebody standing in the pew and tell them? Would you cross over and tell somebody? Come on, choir. If this is not how it works, we are foolish. But we're not foolish. He's the healer. I know he's sovereign. But if we will practice our faith and leave the results to him, there will be results. Can I say this quickly as your pastor comes? God is getting ready to release some blessings to some people that has been withheld. But God said it's about to be released. I know what I feel. Can you do, go from here to here? We got three services. We got two more after today, tonight and tomorrow night. But I'm telling you right now, God can do a quick work here today. The Bible says, as they went, they were healed. Woo. You were one of the first ones that responded to that statement. Amen. I see blessings, but. And God touching you. But there's a need. Just, just, just kind of walk around a little bit. And just start giving God praise. As they went. As she walked. Go show yourself to the priest, Jesus said. And as they went to show themselves because the law the priest would have. To say they're now clean. As they went. Sometimes the miracle is in the going. It's in the doing. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We're going to leave in a recovery mode. Not worse, better. Not weaker, stronger. Not more sick, healed. Everybody glad you've been in the house of the Lord this morning. Thank God for the word. Presence of the Lord. The touch of God. I'm going to say one thing and I'm going to let you go. He said, remove the stone. Watch this. When you do what you can do, then God will do what you can't do. When the preacher just said, when you take your hands from here to here, that just opened it up for God to do what he can do. Whenever she obeyed and walked. Same thing. Same thing. That's acts of faith. Doing what we can do so he can do what he can do. Let's do it. Even as we leave this place today, the healer is going with us to heal and bless and bring us back tonight. Let's believe it in this house. How about it? God bless you. Love and appreciate you this morning. I'm just going to let you be dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you. It's good to see everybody. It's good to have everybody with us. God bless you this morning. Okay, she's got a niece that's in need this morning.
Sister Terry's going to stand in for her. We're going to pray. Why don't we put our hands together with thanksgiving? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Lord bless you. You're dismissed the fear of the Lord. God bless you this morning.